Howdy, folks. We're live. It's Sunday. It's three o'clock. It's the Across the Podcast with Sam and Matt. And as you can tell, if you're just checking in the feed, you can see we have a special guest. We have Jason Lewis in the house, sir, from Painfully Honest Tech. Sir, how are you doing this uh, fine Sunday afternoon? Doing well. Doing well. It's a little muggy here in the uh, in the middle of America. But uh, other than that, I've been pretty good. Good deal. So yeah, I, uh, we're here. I, I believe you're in, you said you're in Iowa and uh, I'm here in St. Louis. So yeah, I, I can kind of appreciate the whole Midwest muggy. We're very high humidity here and about low nineties in St. Louis. So it's um, definitely a day that if you have a pool, get in it. And if you don't have a pool, stay inside if possible. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, I, I, how are you feeling as far as uh, your show going? How are things going lately? Are you working on anything new? Or is you, I know you were, we were talking before the show started, you were having to rearrange your studio. So like, I, did you run out of room or is it just it bothering you and how, what kind of task has that been? Uh, well, rearranging the studio mainly because I've gotten new things and, <laughs> and <laughs> I couldn't fit them in like in any kind of comfortable way in the right. way that it was set up. So I just basically kind of shifted everything to the right a little bit so that I have more space. Um, you know, the, the channel has been going well, been, been kind of consistent. The, the, the whole virus thing has been really yeah. bizarre. I mean, I know some people have had really great success uh, through that, but then like the strangest thing for me was my gaming headset videos that, you know, some of which I hadn't made, I like, I had one game. I think it might still be in my top five or top 10 of the past, like 90, 120 days. Mm -hmm. And it's from 2017. Wow. So I had these gaming headset videos that, it, that started getting like tons and tons of views. Huh. So, so that's kind of cool. Um, but I feel like tech has really just kind of has just kind of slowed down. There hasn't really been a ton to talk about here in the past few months besides, you know, there's, there's the iPhone SE and there's, a few different things here and there. The the LG V60 and now WWDC has happened, but it's it's been pretty it's been pretty muted in right, terms right. of stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Especially just, I mean, in the summertime, it usually kind of just generally slows. But just with this whole, I can tell you that no, I don't think anybody would anticipate the impact just from um, tech tech space, but also just general people. You know, the United States was kind of trending down. Now it's starting to trending up. Europe's kind of. It's just the whole thing is really a completely. Um, we're in new territory. It's like terra incognita. And then also you in and leverage the whole uh, current social situation with all what's going on currently. So that's just kind of like a lot of impact um, that is really kind of obfuscating the tech space. So it's, it's a challenge for, for smaller creators. Obviously large people can, can change tactics or have leverage. You know, they can talk to, you know, like one of the senior people at Apple or something like that. Whereas <laughs> us, we, we, don't, we don't exactly have that same kind of a draw. We don't have that kind of reach. No, we're, <laughs> we're a little bit more kind of a low key kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, for you, for you, I can imagine that's kind of a challenge. So, yeah. Uh, so, so I've just kind of been spending the time, you know, trying to really develop my videos and, and get a little bit tighter and, and, and a little bit more, I don't want to, maybe not professional, but just real, like really sort of think more about how I'm making my videos and, and getting the quality, just like exercising myself to get the quality up and, and to, to have fun with it. Cause I, you know, I used to make like, I used to make videos and I would do like no B roll. I would just 
talk at the camera for like 12 or 13 minutes and then I'd cut out the ums and ahs and places where I had to start over and then I'd publish it. And <laughs> and that worked well for a while, but then but then I thought, well, yeah, you know, I mean, everybody everybody grows as a creator, so I thought uh, it might be time to start doing some of the, some other stuff. So I've been trying some other stuff. So it's it's kept me busy. Cool. Well, we got Root Knights in the house, Dave, uh, DSO, and Buke. So they're asking about consoles. But before we get started, we have on the show, we have a we have a, a daily t-shirt check. So every time we come on the show, we have our daily t-shirt check. So this is something that Jason's probably unaware of. So Matt, what, Which you, what creates you, for really good audio listening. Right. Yeah. Terrible <laughs> audio, but we will describe the shirts. So that way when the audio comes out, it's kind of like when you go see a comedian live, right? And he has stuff that's visually oriented comedy. Whenever they cut their CD, it's like, this is for people who are like in the show. The rest of people are not going to get the full experience. So right. Matt's got the, uh, looks like the Call of Duty. Is that three? Yep. Black Ops three. Is that a little old? That's an old shirt. It's an older right? T-shirt now, yeah. Yeah. Does it get holes in it or is it fairly well? No, it's not an old T-shirt as in it's got holes in it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know. It's just an older style T-shirt. So cool. So I have, um, will require context. So I have, if you don't know, so I, I, I was doing some work in Boston a few years ago. So one of my people who was training me called me a wicked pissa. And I didn't know what the hell he meant. I was like, what is a wicked pissa? And he's like... <laughs> Well, you know, here in Boston, everything's wicked. Wicked smack, wicked hat, wicked fast, right? And I said, okay. He's like, well, a pissa is like kind of like a cheeky fellow, but it can be used negatively and positively. So it's like, if you got somebody you like, ha, yeah, you, you a wicked pissa, which is positive depending on the, how it's said. Or is doesn't sound like, positive. No, I didn't think so. But apparently, <laughs> I guess it's situational. So then you've got the rest of it. You got, oh yeah, that guy, he's a wicked pissa. So. Depending on how it's so, I wear it's funny. I wear this in St. Louis, and it says Boston right there, so you right. can clearly see right. And so, it's funny because I have people go and they'll do that thing in the store. They'll look at you and go, "What is a wicked pissa? What is that? <laughs> What's a pissa?" And I said, "It's a wicked pissa." And then they go, "Oh, are you from Boston?" And I said, "No." You He's do not, not like, want to know what pissa means in the UK. Oh, I know. It's, probably, it's, it's, kind of like, it's about the same thing, honestly. It's a toilet. <laughs> it's more the negative connotation <laughs> yeah right. pretty much if somebody calls you a wicked pisser and yeah you're probably it's like um it's uh wanker it's like wanker you know like the, the, had the ted lasso wanker thing that was kind of funny because they call me wanker it means it's just great it just means that in inside my thoughts like no that's not a wanker at all that's funny so nope. so wanker does not mean that nope. <laughs> <laughs> so so jason's i, I want to ask like when so you said you know you you had other you know you've been t teaching i'm assuming at the collegiate or like probably graduate yeah you know, and then also so how did you said you kind of fell into by accident so i'm curious like the genesis of that and when did you know it's like wow this is actually kind of getting traction i might be able to do something with this like when did you think like how that kind of organic start happening and kind of just talk to that a little bit i'm kind of curious i've really never knew the whole story well yeah. so i kind of started i i had a youtube channel because you know in order to watch youtube back in the early days you just had to have a, a channel by default and so i just kind of had that and <coughs> hadn't really done anything with it and then when playstation 4 came out i had never done much online gaming like multiplayer gaming so I got my first gaming headset so I could talk to my friend who, was in, who's, who lives in Buffalo and, and we were going to play some Battlefield 4 together. And the first gaming headset I got was from Turtle Beach and it was something like $75, $80 and it was terrible. <laughs> it was like, I, 
as a, as a regular set of headphones, I would not have paid like 15 bucks for it. Wow. It was really terrible. And it shocked me. I was, so I just made a video about how bad it was and how frustrated I was by it. And then I kept going back to Best Buy <laughs> and getting <laughs> other headsets to see if I could finally find one that, that was halfway decent. And it took, it took a while. But, right, but I right. did eventually, and people kind of started watching those videos. I started to get a little bit of a little bit of traction from those. Um, eventually, I I sort of there's not as there's a lot of gaming peripheral stuff, but I come from an audio background, so and I've always been really interested in smartphones. So I kind of went from gaming headsets and headphones, and and sprinkled in some smartphone stuff and some general Apple related stuff. And that that kind of, that stuff kind of started to get some traction as well. Mm. So it took three or four years, but then all of a sudden it just I went from I think five thousand subscribers at the beginning of twenty seventeen to one hundred and thirty thousand or so at the beginning of twenty nineteen. Wow! <laughs> so so wow. it was it was it was really that is a big jump. Yeah it 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 was really kind of kind of shocking um and you know it's it has its ebbs and flows but like i was saying before we we went live it it took a while to kind of get out of the mindset of being sort of a like a smaller creator who's who's you know just in like one of the people and everybody has everybody has like a certain expectation of you and they're sort of rooting for you they're on your side and then when you when you get past that audience into the bigger audience there's like a totally different expectation um, so, so yeah, I mean, I didn't really plan on making it a, a career mm -hmm. except for the fact that I, so I, I lived in New York city for 11 years and I've been a, I've been a professional slash semi-professional musician songwriter for most of my life, but I went, I came out to Iowa to go to graduate school for fiction writing mm -hmm. and then started teaching from there. So I, I had a pretty good teaching gig going and, you know, kind of an administrative thing with some teaching and some and some uh and some different stuff going on i really liked the job i was in my 10th year of it but the youtube thing had sort of taken off to the point where i didn't feel like i was doing either thing as well as i could mm -hmm. and it wasn't fair to this to the to the college as much as uh, it, you know so i just it took a while i decided to take the chance i'd always wanted to work for myself and do my own thing and work with you know the creative stuff that i do right. and and so i just decided to take a chance i mean it's you know i think i've just passed a year since i told my job i was going to quit right <laughs> um, i i still i still worked almost through the rest of 2018 or 19 um so i still worked for them part time through that so I haven't been like full-time, full-time for, I guess about eight months, but, uh, yeah, so it's been a year. First year is always weird. feels like it's, you know, you, you have stuff in place and then you build stuff on that, but the stuff that you build on it, like more affiliate stuff, more this, more that, right. um, is the stuff that you want to get going, but you don't have the time resource to spend like going after like making all those emails plus making all the videos plus you know all that stuff so that's that's been what's good about being full-time is that i've been able to do more like I'm, I'm streaming on amazon right now uh four or five times a week okay. which is fun i thought it would be kind of weird <laughs> yeah but, it's uh, a little different than you probably something you're used to yeah i i 
I was afraid it would feel like QVC or something like that. So if you, <laughs> um, but a, a funny story, a girl that I went out on one date with who became Miss West Virginia the next year was a QVC host for like a decade. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Really? Well, that's <laughs> well the funny um, thing is we might have actually some people like younger people who kind of don't know like online shopping. Like when I was a kid, it was like, yeah, yeah item number 444. It's this. You're just like, and it's just, you just watch yeah. them now, especially the older ones. You're like, God, this is so, it's so cheese whiz. It's almost cringy to watch now. It's mm. like, but it probably is. Now. I haven't watched yeah. ABC in ever because who watches? Oh, no, I, I never. It was when I was a kid. It used to come on after a certain time of night when all the programs uh, had finished. It, it used to just run through the night. And you just sit there sometimes and think, what yeah. is that cheese grater toaster? I don't understand. <laughs> like <laughs> Some weird yeah. stuff that you've never seen before and you never saw again. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like it just like the thought of like it just it's so like I, I again like it, just the whole setup and how it's how it's done and and they just make and then the funnier thing is when you try to tell people is they can't even conceptualize like like at one point they were drawing you know, tons of money. I mean constantly. I mean this is I mean you know, we're talking pre YouTube pre Amazon really, and really yeah, yeah. Pre, and it was just like that was the way you did you set up at night it was like infomercials right it's like oh yeah. I need a, a Jack Lane juicer cool and the guy would just be on there and this guy was like I don't know if he had like cocaine or methamphetamine in the juice or something he'd come on there and be like ah I was like I think I'll just buy yeah. it <laughs> try it but I, I don't want that to happen so if, if I'm going to be like freaking out and running up my walls and like staying up for three days okay I'm not down with that I just I want yeah. something I can juice something he was just insane so it was kind of funny watching those kind of old pitchmen <laughs> I guess is what we would have called them is like pitchmen you yeah. saw some weird tech on them play and things as well oh yeah it was yeah I, you know there's not much difference between that and and a lot of different YouTube channels these days <laughs> Uh, you could say, <laughs> um, yeah, there's, that's there's, true. You can get a little, uh, there's some stuff that's kind of like you're watching, like, wow, that's fairly eye opening, and just that that gradient between really high production quality and then how it kind of slides, and there's that middle grain, and then the, yeah. how it troughs pretty much off the deep end, and you're like, oh, okay, wow, this is <laughs> this is pretty <laughs> stuff, it's yeah. Funny, yeah. The Amazon thing has been interesting though, because it's okay. basically like I do an hour long stream. Okay. And I can talk about whatever I want. So sometimes I'll, I'll do it with, uh, I've done some with Travis MCP. I've done some with Greg from Greg's Gadgets. I've, yeah. you know, I've, I've done some with a few different people and I've done some like for Soundcore. They, okay. they invited me to be on one of their streams. But most of the time I'll play some, I, I, I'm playing mostly Warzone right now. So I'll play some Warzone. Sweet. And just uh, have, and you're just you're have, talking my language now. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have... The, the controllers and different stuff, headsets and stuff that I've that I've used and liked or whatever, plus you know what the basics of my PC build, um, sort of scrolling beneath. And so I'll play an hour worth of Warzone and try not to cuss, which you get shut down easy. if Amazon catches you cussing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, That's not even, it's not easy sometimes. It's not no, as no. easy as you think. Not not when you've been playing multiplayer without really anybody else but the people you're playing with listening. And you just swear like a sailor. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get a problem with that. And then on top of it too is, um, and 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 Matt can attest this. I am fantastically terrible at Warzone. Terrible. <laughs> and Let's it's, just it's, say he's um, he's bait. Yeah. Well, it's fun. So if I have we a, don't know where the enemy is, we'll send Sam out so we know where they are. Right, because I'll draw yeah. all sorts of fire because <sighs> I'm a maniac, and and so I'm very much a hardcore. 
uh, free for all. That's pretty much all I play. It's just hardcore free fall map after map. And so when I get into war zone, I'm like, we're in this car and we're just driving around and I'm like, and I'll get out and I'm just like, I'm just running da 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 on top of Hills. And then just like, Oh, there's an idiot. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, which is funny because which is, and this is the dynamic for me is I'm really big. Like I said, with my former law enforcement, I'm into tactics. Like I always try to reload behind cover. Right. I always try to like, you know, cut, you know, cut the pie and kind of right. So, that's more for, for no well because for more for war zone but the problem is i don't have patience for it so i'm like because yeah. maps are so big so i'm just like running out there so i'm into the tactics of it like i'm like i get shot from an mp5 from 150 yards away I go okay well that's not realistic <laughs> oh, okay you can't do that with a pistol but i'm just, yeah. i'm sitting here with like a like a, a foul and i'm like bam 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 and nothing this guy was like an mp5 and oh come on okay so yeah. it's it's funny how that so i'm I'm not very good and i i have to admit i love it i absolutely love it i have so much fun playing warzone yeah <laughs> i do too so we got I a couple, couple questions so uh as somebody's asking fast pros is asking in uh jason what are your most nostalgic android phones like phones that either you use and you really like or ones that you you still like just anything that like strikes a chord like i'm an hdc guy so anything in that ilk will yeah will, so what do you got? Like what kind of phones? I really like those early HTC one devices. They were really cool. Kind of like a, a higher level of, uh, of, of build quality before right. a lot of, a lot of other Android phones went there. But for me, the Motorola Atrix with okay. the lap dock. Yeah. Where you could like plug the phone into the back of a keyboard. It hardly worked at all. Right. I just thought it was the coolest idea in the world, you know, and it was super expensive, but I, but that was like one that I really liked. And then like the galaxy note two was, I think when I, when I finally, I mean, I, for a while, I couldn't afford to get an iPhone. iPhones were really expensive. So Mm -hmm. I, I would get, you know, whatever Android phone was available for a few years before I ended up going, I think my first iPhone was like the iPhone five S really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I, so I, I really like the galaxy note too. And I think with the note series is where I started to see like, Oh, you know, Android, Android has the potential to be something like really different and have, have the kind of, the kind of customizability and and really be a business type get work done sort of thing mm-hmm. um so as android kind of matured and the operating system itself got a little bit more stable and and a little bit more you know so, so i kind of followed through the the note series was kind of my was kind of my go-to there for a while yeah like i said yeah. I, I had the original m7 and at the time the counter phone that was the s4 and right. to, to hold those two phones together, we don't have that variance now. I mean, we have kind of a, a, a alignment and homogenization of really Android and iOS devices, really. But if you were holding the M7, the HTC One M7, and holding a Galaxy S4, as far as like software and hardware, they couldn't be any more diametrically opposed. Yeah. It was like it was like basically sitting in a, a Ford Escort and then getting into a Cadillac. It was like it was just not even in the same ballpark as far as build quality and function and speakers. And I I hated that S4. That's why I got the HTC One because I had a buddy had one. He goes, man, you need to ditch that S4. That thing's garbage. And it was touch was sucked. It was laggy. Mm-hmm. It was plastic. It felt yeah. and uh, and I got that M7. It was like 
it wasn't even close. I mean, how in the heck can you even justify using But it was just funny how we don't have that anymore. We've kind of started to kind of have some cell phone and mobile device alignment, as it were, between yeah. materials and quality and, fe- and now features. And which is interesting because I was going to ask you about this too with WWDC. Now we're having even further homogenization and alignment with software. Um, yeah. Obviously, and so, like I said, so from WDC between um, iOS 14 and having an SE, how are what are your general thoughts about WWDC? Where is Apple going? How do you how do you feel? I, I watched your V60 video, and I to, to, to specify, I saw a lot of that proverbial like shade thrown again. Here we are, and so I'm curious, yeah. like, what's your overall like watching the keynote? Obviously, the production value is high, but like, what's your yeah. overall thoughts about how that's starting to align even tighter? I guess now. Well, one thing that I really liked coming out of that whole keynote is that it seemed like for the past five or six, maybe even more years, Apple has been going sort of in one direction with computers, sort of in one direction with an iPad, sort of in one direction with the, with the iPhones, and especially with, with Big Sur, they're kind of bringing everything more in, in, in alignment with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like the changes to iOS. I'm, I mean, the V60 is the phone that I'm using as my as my number one phone right now, I don't know why that made people so upset, but <laughs> I thought that but, was great. Yeah, it's, like, it's the, the fact that something just captured you like that, and you don't yeah. know why. You don't like. There's no real. This is exactly why it is. It's many different little things, and it's not perfect. I mean, there's some. No. There are plenty of things that other phones do better, or other phones have that this one doesn't. But it's the things that it does really well that other phones don't do that just make me enjoy using it um but I'm, I'm still like an iphone first person you know i've been an apple user i mean i i learned graphic design and music production and those kinds of things over the years and and really up until maybe the last 10 years if you were going to do any of those things you were doing it on a mac like right. pcs just didn't mm-hmm. really yeah. have that stuff available or they did but it wasn't in the industry standard stuff right um so, so I've been an Apple guy for a long time, and I was really pleased because I felt like I came out of WWDC just feeling like, okay, it seems like everything with Apple is going in, in a, a really clear direction. Mm-hmm. Like they're using their own chips again, which I think is going to help them in terms of just across the board everything's using basically the same kind of architecture so ios apps and ipad apps and and mac os stuff like has more of a a way to go through and and sort of work with one another mm-hmm. so i'm i'm anxious to see where it's going i'm anxious to see where it's going i had a friend of mine actually the the friend of mine who i play battlefield with he's an ios uh developer okay and i asked him about it cuz he watched a bunch of videos and and one thing that he said was that uh, he saw things in Big Sur and in iOS that he could tell were probably specifically put together for the use with Apple Glass, like oh, like the like some some of the small little widgets or or I I don't know exactly what he was seeing, but uh, he could he could see the 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 pathway toward Apple Glass mm-hmm. being another major platform, right? So yeah. So that's that's really interesting, but I, I'm more excited about where Apple's going right now, than I have been for a long time. 
Uh, just yeah. at least, I mean, new chips in the computers is going to be exciting enough. Right. And then I've been fooling around with iOS 14 and iPad OS 14. And both of them are really cool. I There are little things that annoy me, like everything still pulls to the top. You know, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I've never understood that about a phone that's so big, like the, the Max versions. It should be at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it either. I mean, I guess when, when you're talking about something like the, the original iPhone or the iPhone mm. SE size, like it made sense for it to be all over the place because you could reach it with your thumb no matter where it was. Yeah. Like, not phones are so big. Yeah, now phones are so big that you you know, Samsung re they reworked uh well when they re reworked TouchWiz to One UI, they moved a lot of stuff toward the bottom of the phone, right? That, which I thought was really good. Um, so I, I've been using it, I've been enjoying it. It's been a lot more stable than I than I thought it would be. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, early builds of iOS. Oh, yeah. I suppose it's been in developers' hands within Apple for a while as well. Yeah. So I bet they're on quite a few versions in, which is yeah. good because you get to use it and not crash your phone every five minutes or it go into a random boot loop. You know. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I could try Big Sur, but really, the I have a few like <laughs> they're basically museum piece Macs at this point. I got <laughs> an old Mac Pro. I have an old mm. uh, iMac. I, you know, but the only mac that i work with right now is my macbook pro and that's what i edit all my videos on and everything like that and i do audio work on there and there's so many issues with drivers even to this day that wow. i just switched to catalina like a month and a half ago okay <laughs> because that was when i when i sort of looked around to all the websites of the places that i have equipment from and they were all like okay now we're stable on catalina and i was like oh finally yeah just in time good. for <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll give Apple one thing. They they do have everything is so seamless. Like now with the the AirPods, you just connect in between Mac, iPad, iPhone. Just it's not yeah. without even thinking. It's yeah. it's just something you don't see on Android at all. That seamless connection. Well, obviously, I understand why because Android is many skins, many different yeah. versions, many size phones, aspect ratios. iPhone is just one thing. They do one thing a year and then that's it so it's easy to make apps and stuff work around ios right it'd just be but nice i i remember learning this economic concept of like vertical versus horizontal integration mm -hmm. so vertical integration is like you you have different people working with different parts of the of the product all the way up and down the line and you might have a parent company or something like that whereas horizontally apple is responsible for the software the hardware everything yeah, yeah. the marketing everything in between and because they've been because they do it that way they keep a lot more of that control within within the company mm -hmm. so it's yeah. kind of like you know back in the in the 90s or early 2000s it was like mac versus windows right and it was the same thing windows could be on a, on a million different PCs from a million different companies, yeah. um, which is cool, but it, it also was problematic right? because, you know, all the different hardware from all the different companies, it's just a lot of room for uh, problems with integration, whereas yeah. Macs, for the most part, they might feel restrictive in one way, but you always have a sense that like, okay, this is working. 
this is this is going to work. I mean, I I I had students when I was teaching who had you know MacBook Airs that they had been using since 2011 when they were like sophomores or freshmen in high school, Correct. and they were graduate students in medical school, <laughs> um, and and still using that computer, and it was still working great for them. I mean. That's the thing that I was always so impressed with with Apple is it might not it might not be the most powerful it might not be the fastest it might not be this that or the other thing but you can you can use an Apple computer for years and years and years whereas like I I've had plenty of PCs PC laptops that kind of thing I I've never had a PC laptop really really feel like it was uh, by the time you get through two years with a PC laptop it feels like it's just sort of starting to bog down mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, you can re that windows has made it a lot easier to, to refresh the operating system, to reinstall, to do those things. Uh, but for a long time, you couldn't, that stuff was deep within the system. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, I like Apple's coherence and, and st- stuff like the AirPods is, is what is really incredible because like, now it's not only that all of your iOS devices and, and other Apple devices will know that you had the AirPods. Like now with this upcoming software update, they'll be hot swappable. So I'll go from like mm-hmm. walking into the door, sitting down at my computer, all of a sudden the AirPods switch over to the computer. Right. You know? And that's one thing in my in my V60 video, I talked about how I really like the way that the audio switching is handled in this phone particularly, but I know it's, it's also an Android feature where you can just basically you know, pull down the window and it says like audio path. Right. And you can choose, you can choose whichever way you want to go. So if you're connected to three different things, you can, you can go in whatever direction. I like that because I've always felt that iOS's situation was just kind of more cumbersome. Mm. You know, it, it, I fight with, I kind of hate Bluetooth. Tell you, <laughs> and 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 it it usually causes more issues than than solves more problems. It, it's just like fiddly, you know. You plug a you plug a, a headphone jack in headphones into a headphone jack, and you know you're like, okay, now I can hear things. But right. then you know, if the Bluetooth device doesn't pair correctly, and then you're rebooting your Bluetooth device and. And, you know, turn it off and on and off your phone and all this other stuff. And it's just like, sometimes I spend 10 minutes doing that before I ever get to listen to anything. Yeah. So. yeah. That is one thing I will say, because I switch phones so much. Pairing the uh, Sony XM, the buds, is a nightmare on certain phones. Right. It works really well on others. Sometimes I'm there 15 minutes trying to connect doesn't want to it says could not connect and then using the nfc and you're sort of like well it's there just connect to it (laughs) but then it will eventually connect and you're like well i don't why didn't you just do that in the first place yeah no i I do understand what you mean yeah and then we got got people like i said and now you're going to see people who are maybe prior windows users switch to a mac now you're going to see prior android users switching to ios and like i said you know we got dave and here's talking about he's going to probably buy an our macbook pro and he's, he's and he's probably going to waste that money but hey you know what and then other people are going to be testing out ios 14 just to kind of get some things done and just talking about you know obviously with the sheer diversity of products you know yep. it, it kind of depends on what you want do you want to have flexibility of of design as opposed to well if i know if i buy an iphone 11 pro max it's just going to work 
Right. But I don't have any kind of flexibility. I don't have form factor flexibility. I don't have software flexibility. I don't have design flexibility. I just have, you know, what they give me. Again, it's it's stable. It works. It's great. But it, it depends on what you want. And like I said, you know, you can just take a pair of headphones, 3.5 mil jack, throw them in, and there is no connectivity. They just work immediately. Mm-hmm. And that it just it, it just works. And yeah. the quality, I mean, it's just it, the quality is better. Now, maybe... Bluetooth eventually gets there, but right now, I mean, you just want to have again device flexibility. Yeah. I think it's nice to have options in that. I will cool. say it's nice to have a phone again that's got a headphone jack, like <laughs> this. My personal use, like the GAX, obviously that's got the G, that's got the the quad jack, and I use the Sennheisers on that. But obviously, that's not my phone. It's nice to have a phone that's mine that's got a headphone jack again, because like I said before this, the reason I'm using the Sony. Xperia One Mark II to stream this is because I couldn't find the dongle for the Find X2 Pro. <laughs> yeah. So it's just nice to have the, head, the headphone jack just plugged straight in. Go right, on. and then Root says, yeah, you can switch all <laughs> your devices seamlessly on Android PC. You just need a headphone jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just switches exactly. you pull it out, put it in. That's, That's the definition of hot swap. Right, and then mm. uh, and we just want to let and Juan's in the house. Uh, we're glad to have Juan here. So you know he, oh, yeah, yeah, good seeing you again as always. So you know he uh, and and here's the thing: I bought an Alienware, uh, the original M14, and I had that computer honestly for actually functionally for about five or six years, and it it did slow down a bit until eventually we got Windows 10. The optical drive didn't have drivers for it, and Alienware uh, was like, well, we don't really care because it's like and so i just and again i don't need an optical anyway but i i mean i still have it upstairs it it will still boot it's slow as heck it's running i think it's a pentium three so it's old but yeah i mean it's it's definitely something that when it comes to android devices or pcs there apple's ability to have hardware longevity working and seamless is legendary and i don't like i said i don't really think there's ever because of the way android is i don't think that's ever going to to get better it may get better maybe an extra year you may have a third year if you have a pixel but you're just not going to get the same thing it's just it's just not yeah it might get better in an android's perspective but it'll never it'll never be on the same level as apple and apple fans will let you know as soon as that is oh yeah be very quick to say and and android fans too it's not just apple folks only anybody's team whatever they are right team yeah Yeah, i don't understand teams that doesn't make sense it's a device it's a software it works it's usable it's different that's it there's nothing like i don't know understand how people hate so much on one or the other it's 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 really it's really weird and tribal like (laughs) Yeah, really. I mean, people, it's like rooting for a sports team. Like, you know, you, you, you got your favorite sports team from your local area and they play like, so I lived in New York and Boston was, you know, the hated rival of the Yankees. And, and so you become tribal about it and it makes sense because I think it's a natural thing for us to do, but it, then it starts to define like within your mind, you start to define yourself as a as an Apple person or an Android person, and you start to you start to like take yourself. You you derive some actual sense of who you are from the fact that you use those devices, right? Mm. And I think that's where it start. It can start to turn really sour, right? Because people are you're like, if you talk down about the pixel and somebody, somebody loves the pixel and it's central to their life. And you know, that they like to go on forums and et cetera, et cetera. And then you say the pixel sucks. Hmm. Then, you know, 
they're personally insulted. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I got that. Somebody, it was, it's uh, the pixels. It's not the pixel sucks. The pixel. I love my, I love my pixel 4XL. Um, but what annoyed me was Google changing the fact that you can't move the date and weather thing at the top right. anymore. So the customizability is sort of going down a little bit. Obviously it depends yeah. what Android skin you're using from what company, but pixels you can't move the search bar anymore it's fixed at the bottom and the yeah. date and the weather's fixed at the top i'm like why There've, there's never been a thing android's always been about customization now it's just that's how you're having it yeah it's it's interesting though because one thing one thing that's fundamentally different about apple is they spend a lot of time thinking about like what's the user experience going to be and how can we best set the user up to have a good experience right right where and and that's sort of the antithesis of of like the ultimate customizability right mm-hmm. being able to put everything everywhere but i remember back in the day people would post their home screens on android forums mm-hmm. and it was like you were looking at some teenagers like bedroom wall it's like, dude, <laughs> like what's happening here? That is, that is the most accurate anything. way to explain Android home screen. Yeah. yeah. So so it did like it can be really well put together for you to to work efficiently and, and get everything that you want out mm. of the customization. But I think a, a lot of people just, you know, the, we sell a lot of really ugly furniture in the world. So I think a lot of people just make really ugly Android home screens that aren't very functional. Right. No. And so it might be it might be Google saying, well, maybe we will just sort of say, okay, these are these are the standard things. Right. But I understand from the Android from if you're an Android user, a long term Android mm-hmm. user, being frustrated by the fact that you can't move that stuff mm-hmm. after that's never been a thing. Yeah, and like, remember, oh, no, yeah, that's true. It's, I used, I had the iPhone 11 Pro Max and I loved the hardware. I couldn't get on with the software, but that's just my personal preference. I don't hate it. It's just, it, right. I prefer Android, but there's nothing wrong with using Apple or right. like iOS. I could use it if that's the only phone I had, I'd use it. I'd be happy, but I have the option to be able to use the phone I want to use. And and like I said, remember, the word fan is the name is derived hmm. from the word fanatic, right? right. Fanatic. Well, consoles are the same though, yeah. let's be honest. Well, it's anything. So it's like, you know, I mean, like sports teams. I mean, I'm a Cardinals fan. We hate the Cubs. The Cubs have sucked forever. Mm-hmm. 108 years of never winning a World Series. And now they won one. Now it's okay. a big man. Let's not go. Let's no, not go. I'm just, where I live in Iowa, it's all Cubs. No, some it's all Cardinals. Which is fine. It's all, it's some Cardinals. My, yeah. Well, my local team play our rival team on Saturday. So I'm quite right. looking forward to that. So but. it's it's funny how we can conceptualize like that level of like if you go mm. to a sports bar and you have two teams, like if you got a Liverpool guy and a Manchester United guy or a Cardinal fan or a Cub fan, that bans Liverpool and Everton. We don't care. Nobody cares. Clear. I'm just one of those English teams. Yeah? The other English team, whatever. Right. No, it's, it's important. <laughs> but like I said, so it's funny how that that doesn't just exist in the tech space. That right. That toxicity, that rivalness, and then of course, I've seen—I mean, I've seen two guys in the bar get into a fist fight over the fact that you know I let because you knew if that guy was playing for your team, you'd be the fan of that guy, even though you hate that guy, right? Blues fans, I you know had the hockey players that would fight a guy, and you're like, you hate that guy, but if he wore a blue note, you're like, oh, well, that guy's cool as hell. He's my favorite player. So it's interesting to see that I think Apple now with this iOS thing, I think as 
as things start to kind of come together, I think those those camps, those tribes will start to align. And I even see them crossing over and complaining about, yeah, I really wish I had more flexibility. Well, now you have, but you have Apple's concept of what flexibility is. And right. really, does that mm-hmm. work for you? And if you're an Apple person, great. If you're an Android person coming to iOS, does it meet your level of what you think is customizable? Really, is it is it a half-hearted effort? So it's interesting mm-hmm. to see that banter coming in the future and people talking about just, you know, in the chat, talking about <laughs> you've got so much money in these things and, you know, and we do, and we do share Discord home screens. By the way, it's still a thing. We still do that. And if you're, <laughs> and if you're a Windows Phone guy like I was, to me that was more of the ultimate customization. It's funny how seeing the first thing I thought of was watching the iOS 14 thing was like, to me that felt like the spiritual successor to Windows Phone. That really more looks like Windows Phone live tile, which I still think. Right. To today, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna plant my flag on the hill here, and I'll die on this hill, which is fine. <laughs> is, you and Windows Phone, yeah, you I'm, will. I'm telling you, for people who use Windows Phone and use what's available now, mm. it's funny to see iOS have what essentially look like live tiles. It's their concept of what a live tile is, but it was nice having a resizable completely movable window that you could have information on. So if you had your top three emails or a weather, it just kind of, you know, and just this, the transition back and forth, I think for me, that worked for me. It was having not only the flexibility of iOS of, of Android, but having information. And now it's funny to see iOS 14 kind of start to have yeah. their spin on what it's that interface looks like. I think it's interesting. It's the widget. The widgets are the same as the apps, aren't they? They have to be in a specific, like, you can't put it wherever you want. It'll go yeah. either to the top or to where the bottom of your apps are. Right. So yeah. you still, you've got that more control, but you still can't sort of put it where you sort of want it. You can kind of like, this is the thing that I've been thinking about. Like, okay. So if you, if you try and put one on the, on the bottom and there's nothing on that screen, yeah, it's going to pop to the top. Yeah. Okay. But if you have, if you have a whole screen full of icons and then you try and, and you plop that, you plop one down in the bottom corner, everything will just move around it. So, I mean, it's not the same thing. The It's mm. still based on the grid okay. that, that Apple's always been about, but they've just given us bigger, I mean, really, it looks to me a lot like the Windows start screen. Yeah. You know, with, mm-hmm. with the different tiles that you can have on the Windows start screen. It's a very similar yeah. kind of thing where you can have like a longer one. You can have one that takes up most of the page. You can have, you know, squares or, yes. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but I think the app library is I oh think, yeah, like the like biggest a, deal. Yeah, yeah. because That's the app draw thing in it yeah. on the side. Yeah, because that means you don't have to keep every every app icon on on a home screen, or have to put everything truncated like in a folder. So you have to kind of like move things to get yeah. them out of visibility. You have to put them in a folder. I mean, May not I, all Apple need to do is like iOS fourteen point one. Just give you that little bit of you can put the icons at the bottom. Right. It won't spring back to the top. That I mean, I'm sure uh, there's a lot of people who use iPhones and iPads and stuff like that. I'll be extremely happy about that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something really nice about, like, you know, when you go to an Android home screen, and see, I, I never have very much on mine. I just right. I just have my few, my few most used apps and whatever's on the dock, weather, search, mm. and, and I just, like, clean negative space. I mean, from a design standpoint, Negative space is a good thing, right? But, it's it's yeah. easy. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, I've got you know, and he, I that doesn't bother me. The whole having the weather at the top, although I have a different weather solution, I use a different. But it doesn't really bother me that I can't move that. It's kind of just like no. 
Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I and I and I can overcome that with a launcher. Well, mine is the same. It's right. just sort of yeah. it's at the so, top. I just find it, like I said, I, I just think, and I don't know, um, Jason, were you ever really a, a Windows Phone user? Did you ever dabble? Do what did you? What mm. are your thoughts? I'm just curious. Like, where is your experience with that? I used the the Nokia 1520 oh. for a while, which I thought oh. was a super cool phone. Uh, and I, I used it for a while and really liked <laughs> it, but I ended up getting rid of it because it was right at the time when Windows Phone was. It looks like it was just going to die. Croak, yeah. You know, so I wish I would have kept it though, because. I, I've I've gone on eBay for for years now and looked at you know 1520s and then what was the one that had the huge camera on it the, the 40 meg yeah the 1020 looking at those and saying uh, those still look like they'd be really fun like functional devices. What's funny is you mentioned that I did actually get a 1520 a Hulk green. <laughs> the AT&T made a Hulk green Lumia 1520 and I got it and the SIM tray wouldn't work. So I couldn't use it as a phone, but everything else was perfect. I even found a way to like actually do a, a get windows 10 on it through a site. Cause the, the update servers are, are off. So you couldn't get it off of windows 8.1. So it means the store wasn't working. So I got it to work. I was like, Oh, excited. I'm like, yeah, throw a SIM card in it. <laughs> Nothing. I was like, Oh, so I had to send a it. One. Oh, but yeah, it was a, uh, the 1520 is near and dear to my heart and the 1020 and just really Lumia's because one you, I, I still think polycarbonate is a superior material. Cause I never used a case on any phone I had. I didn't care. I had, if you had a Lumia 920, that was like basically a bar of soap. You could literally kill a human being with that thing. I saw him, a guy drop it down a flight of stairs all the way down, send 10 steps, landed down there. And he just was like, just kind of blarsed it off. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. No big deal. I mean, it was like they were made without a case. Now you, you would be, a crazy person, especially with the vice being 12, 13, $1,400, go watch a per. I mean, how many times have you seen it? And you've been at a store and you've seen this, somebody rocking like an iPhone 10 R or a 10 S max. And you're looking at, they don't have a case on you're thinking, Haha, that guy's just begging for it. It's going to, it, it hits the, hits the ground. It's going to just explode. And then now you're out. What? $500 for the back glass. Mm -hmm. If you don't have Apple care, <laughs> good luck. This is exactly why I've not been using the Xperia just yet. Cause I'm waiting. <laughs> for the I, case to come so I, will not, I do not want to let it you, I, I, no it's not left the house and <laughs> it's not gone outside and <laughs> i've been using the find x because obviously that's got a case on it but i won't i don't like using these phones without cases because like you say it is a lot of money if you drop it and that's it it's, if you smash the back that's livable but if you break the front yeah, it's toast. That's that's a lot of money to get either fixed or you're at 1200 1100 whatever yeah. it costs for a phone. My daughter. Yeah, and then uh, and Root Knight says, I guess Root Knight's that, that crazy person at the uh, store who's rocking and naked. Hey, man, if if you're not a drop it, if you can hold it, not drop it, and you're okay with that, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't imagine Jason's really a guy, that, especially with having review units, obviously. No. But I mean, on it's your different day, though, for that. <laughs> would I you mean, actually rock it and make Skins it? are good. Skins are um, really good. I have skins on my like right, right now, I, because I have, I'm using the V60 most of the time, like I'll have the, the dual screen case on or off, but I don't have another case for it. So I, you know, but I'm not, I'm barely leave the house anyway. So it's, it's relatively safe. Um, my daughter did just like, she cracked the, the glass of the screen a little bit, but she actually busted the LCD. Oh. In her, uh, in her, in her 10R. Oh wow! Yeah, just like you could see it. Like if you've, I've, I've broken several TVs and monitors. I don't know 
what is wrong with me, but <laughs> <laughs> are you throwing things at or just like, ah, or just, just sometimes, sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I, that's fair. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah. She, like when she first showed it to me, it was kind of like pixelated and weird looking at the top right. and then it just like degraded. And by the end of the next day, you couldn't see anything on the phone. Wow. So she's using my, my iPhone SE right now. Uh, and and swears that she's saving money to fix her 10R, but sure. you know, I mean, yeah. she probably will. She's good about that kind of stuff. She felt bad that she broke the phone, mm. but I was just like, "Where was your case?" You know, yeah. she's like, "Oh yeah, well, I, she's got she she has three or four cases for it that she she likes to swap out." But lately, I think since since the whole the whole COVID thing has happened and everybody's staying home. I think she's just been using it without, but she's started to work um, a few, a couple of days a week as helping out in one of the places that my, my wife does foster care and adoption services and they have shelters and that kind of thing. So my daughter's been working at one of the shelters a couple of days a week and she was working and phone fell and broke. And that was the end of that. So it's an Apple as well. They're, they're not cheap. Yeah. To get repaired. And you guys don't have um you like you write to repair and stuff. Like we've got, I can get third party. Like I can take right. it to a shop and get it fixed. But the the Apple stores are general. I mean, the Apple stores are. They try and. It's a nice it's a nice option to have, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, you know, losing the not having the right to repair is frustrating, but knowing that you could basically walk into any Apple store and say fix this. And they would, as long as you could pay for it, you know, I mean, they still do the thing where like the, the iPhone six body style, Mm -hmm. you can get the batteries replaced in the, those phones for $30. Yeah. Which is, which is great. Like they had to do it because they got caught trying to extend the battery life for people by slowing down the operating system. That's costing them. That's what are you going to do? Yeah. But but thirty and fifty dollars, I think, is what it costs to to get a new battery from an from an Apple store. Right. Like have them put one in. I don't know what the screen's going to cost, but yeah. Uh, so I, I asked my daughter. I was like, "Well, what would you it's have done?" Three numbers. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I was like, "What would you have done if I didn't have like seven phones laying around the house?" <laughs> She's like, "Well, I don't know." I'm like, yeah. Right, you've been even what we call it, it'd be SOL and you yeah, the letters, right? Yeah, you kind of be out of luck, right? Yeah. So, and, and speaking of that, d- did you see the no- the report about Microsoft stores are closing, like the physical location? I, I that there, and there was one here in St. Louis at a local mall, and I actually have two friends that work at the store, so I think they're okay job wise. I think they're going to find a way to leverage those into like online service people or whatever. But man, that is devastating for that because it's like I really enjoyed going and that's why I liked Apple stores. Honestly, I used to go into Apple stores and I always find the dynamic interesting. But it was nice you can go in there, touch the hardware, and they always had things for like kids, right? Cub Scouts when they're doing little they had Minecraft things. They had they are the one our mine uh, uh Microsoft store in St. Louis was really like into like showing people how to use their your PC. They had Minecraft things. They had like a hollow, they had the HTC Vive, so people would come in and have Vive competitions. It wasn't just Man, that sounds awesome. We I've never awesome. seen a Microsoft store. Oh, it was awesome. Uh-huh. I don't know if they all do that, but the one in St. Louis, they like had a nice wooden floor, and you always had the surfaces and the surface hub. And actually, that was the first and only chance I ever got to you actually use a hollow lens. They had a buddy that brought it in. It was like a three thousand. I put it on, it was like 
it was mind blowing to like have like outlook on the floor and then look up and have like a YouTube video run and they can look mm -hmm. down and like move stuff. And like, it was like mesmerizing. But the fact that now, and that's why I always thought it was funny is there was people buying stuff in a Microsoft store, but you could actually get hands on with, with hardware. Now, when you get with a phone, if you don't have a physical way, like at a carrier, how, you know, it's hard to buy a PC when you can't, look at it and have guys show you and you can actually see the screen and see mm. it all it was it was really nice to have and it really really kind of bums me out and i don't, I don't know why that was because it seemed like <laughs> it wasn't just covid driven there's got to be something else that i just uh, don't know. i uh, didn't know well, we don't have i don't i don't think we, i've never seen one i don't think we have got microsoft stores here because we've got curries and pc worlds which are f effectively like really expensive giant best buys right but they have all that stuff in it with the vr you can play and then there's centers where you can try tech out and stuff like that but they're just really expensive but i've yeah. never seen a standalone apple store microsoft store nothing like that yeah so yeah it's just it's kind of sad i think i think you know like um root knight said that uh apple's the only manufacturer with the resources and the will to put together the dedicated stores. I think one thing that worked against Microsoft is while they make the operating system, right, they have right. such a tiny piece of the hardware. Right, just the surface line, really. Everything else yeah. is like mm -hmm. other, other OEMs, yeah. Yeah, so so they, like Apple is Apple. Right. Everything that Apple makes, you go to the store, you know, and, and so it's really hard. Like Sony, I, I've been to Sony stores, which are really cool. Yeah. But... You know, the only place that you can buy a Sony phone in the United States is like if you go to Best Buy mm -hmm. and then they don't always have like the one that you're looking for. They've got the cheap one or whatever. And and so people wonder, people have asked me like, oh, why don't you talk about Sony phones? It's like, well, I've never actually seen one. <laughs> like someone actually using one. Right. So, you mm -hmm. know, and I, I, I love the Xperia one, too. I think that's the, the best name ever. Right. <laughs> it's a great name <laughs> i like it that's what i'm using now but juan's just said it's a sh well, let me just find that comment best buy won't always cut it it's a shame not to have other in-person solutions but i think you're going the way we already are we only have Corey's pc world and because of that they can charge whatever they want right. so prices are significantly higher than if you look online you know like because there's no competition for them right they're the only place that sell all this stuff we don't have to dedicate stores yeah 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 I, I, it's a shame really like because you don't want best buy to be huh there's nowhere else they can go we can just put that up a little bit yeah, yeah. And, and then in a few years the prices have skyrocketed and dave made a comment that basically they're, they're always super cool but they weren't didn't go in to buy things, right? So I always noticed too, whenever I'd walk, if you walk through a Microsoft store, and they're interesting though, at the mall, the Microsoft store was kind of catty corner to the Apple store, close, but not like right next to it. And every time I walk by it, you know, there'd be people looking at stuff. There may be maybe half a dozen, maybe 10 people. Go to any Apple store you have, and there's literally 70 people in the store all day long. I've never seen anything like it. So I'm like, finally, I was like, are people buying that much hardware, right? And they're like, no, we have this thing where people come and learn how to use their phone. And people just, and then some people are like, we have this dedicated group that every Thursday, they just come and hang out here for two hours and they have like their little talks about Apple and stuff and Macs. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's just like, it's a completely different mm. culture. It's just, you watch the difference between- It's smart. Yeah. Because if awesome. you have all those people there, if 30% of them buy a case 
or a strap for the Apple Watch while they're there, you've they've made their money back. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Makes total sense. It's interesting watching the dynamics between a shop that's really more about buying hardware in a retail shop and being more kind of mm. antiseptic about like, here's your computer and here's how you use it and come back as opposed to the overall consumer experience of what Apple provides. That's It's interesting to see that even at the ground level, how dynamic that it really, the differences in how they look. That's, I mean, I remember hearing that they wanted, when they started the Apple stores, they wanted to have them be sort of, communal places where people could go and feel comfortable like if I, I mean it's incredibly hard to find someone who actually works at the apple store <laughs> you know it's like you walk in and they're just dressed like everybody else like they got an ipad it's like so they've they've tried to like take all those there's no cash register they've tried to take all the barriers that that sort of traditional business transaction would, Retail, would have to you know? pay for stuff in there is no, it, you pay right purely on the app there's no cash yeah. it's just no, they, they do that, but they just don't have like their right. retail That's an interesting approach it's really cool yeah but yeah it's it's frustrating though if you go in there and you're and you kind of need something fast and you can't figure out who works there <laughs> and the, and I, I don't even know it yeah. it's it's frustrating but there's there's actually no apple store within two and a half hours of me oh wow yeah, so Des Moines, Iowa is the closest Apple store. Oh, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, major. I guess it's the most major city in Iowa, I would guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the one and only Apple store in the whole state. Joy. Oh, I <laughs> bet there'll be some more soon now. <laughs> well, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having one locally. I, you know, yeah, the one they, thing, they build all these glass buildings, don't they? Like? Yeah. Well, the one thing that keeps Best Buy honest in terms of pricing everything is the internet. Mm-hmm. They have to price match Amazon. They have to price match, um, you know, like uh, any of the other major online retailers. So as long as as long as something's shipped and sold by Amazon, and you find a better price, you walk in there, you say, "Hey, this is a hundred dollars cheaper," on Amazon. They look at it, they say, "Okay," and they take it off. And so that's what keeps them from. Wow. Jack well, really need a Best Buy in this country. <laughs> yeah. Like that. No, well, you, you walk in corners of PC World, and it's like no. No, this is how, well, I can get it cheaper here. They'll go, well, go there then. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, English uh, gentlemanly, that's, oh, well, let's help you out. It's like, nah, you know, oh, yeah, no. right. You're there, go kick sand, dude. Go get your own. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> you can get it cheaper there. Go there. Like, yeah, piss what off. What are you coming here for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do, I do wish that we had stores i mean i know there are still like fries and and micro centers and other places like that in some parts of the country and in canada but they're not as definitely not as ubiquitous as like the best buy is right and best buy is only goes up to a certain level and then they have like their magnolia stores that have some fancier stuff but even then it's still not super fancy um and it's usually a limited stock I wish there was a place like I used to love to go into into like audio stores, like stereo stores. Oh god, yeah. And like just run through all the different speakers in the listening room and and try all that stuff out. I used to. Mm. That's like my first tech love came from from audio gear. Yeah, we used to have a store in St. Louis called Hi Fi Fo Fum. It was exactly that. It had like you know receivers. Weird name. It was awesome. It had like this little stupid. I don't know. And it was just like it was just like Jason said. It was like you could get Hmm. like 
that was the first time I ever had been exposed to like clip speakers and, yeah. and listen to this and you'd go in there and they're like, Hey, come into the sound room. And they'd play a track. It would like, it almost like the old Max L commercial where you sit in the chair and they would blow your hair back. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like that was the first. Uh, so we it, have that in common then. Cause yeah, we, well, was, not anymore. Ooh. We used to have a place called HMV. Yeah. And I don't know if you have a HMV over there. Probably but we, we used to, they averagely used to be about three floors and there'd be different things on each floor and there'd be sound areas and you can test headphones, speakers and blah, blah, blah. But the best thing about HMV was the different music on each floor. Like you'd start off with hip hop and then you'd be rock and then you'd be country. And then you, just, you didn't know where you were. <laughs> yeah, Jason, exactly. I, I remember it was great. Audio. I do miss them. They went into administration because, well, nobody went there anymore. And that's times I mean, changed and they, they they collapsed. Yeah, high five. It's a shame. Like ten years, but yeah, that was mm. my experience too. Was going in there and listening to audio gear and speakers and having guys like who really knew their craft mm-hmm. and it was really cool. Yeah, I, I was just like that with Jason for sure. It's a shame, yeah. like our kids and things. They're not going to experience that. They're going to have to buy things online and wait for it to come. Oh, they're they okay. don't get that meeting they up with know. your friends and going to listen to headphones and stuff like that. Just, yeah. Now but it's oh yeah, I'm just at home on so I'm just ordering this. Like, yeah. So well, and you don't get to know what you don't get to really know like what does one pair of speakers sound like compared to the other? Right. Profile you know, you, sound. You quality. can read about it. You rely yeah. on a review now, don't you? Yeah. Watch, like I say, watching videos on YouTube, you don't get to hear it yourself. You hear it through your phone speakers. Yeah. yeah. Which will sound the a same. Lot of, a lot of people who do audio tests will, you know, on their website or someplace, they'll host like the lossless files. So you could kind of hear mm. it, but still it's like what recording device were you using with what microphone, like all of that stuff influences what it sounds like. So I used to just love to go in and see like, okay, here's the $300 pair of speakers that I can afford, or I can afford a $300 pair of speakers. What do they all sound like? I'll pick the one that, you know, that sounds the best out of these three, out of these like five sets of speakers or whatever. Right. I remember, <laughs> um, I remember my freshman year of college, right? You know, it was before classes started. I, I collected my, my student aid package and I had some money in the bank. And literally the first thing I did was go to the stereo store and buy a set of speakers. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. that. Best way to apply student grant money. That's the that student. That's aid. that audio love that is. Well, yeah. That's just what because that's what you're going to get used more than textbooks. You're going to be listening to music more than like going to class and mm. stuff, right? For sure. I had yeah. those speakers from so that would have been like 1989, and I gave them to a friend of mine in the mid to late 90s, <laughs> and he still has them. Still uses them to this day. They're paradigms. That's pretty. Yeah, and they, they were great speakers. I mean, Paradigm, they sort of started meeting different price points with their lines of speakers before, but this was when it was a smaller company and they just kind of made a few different speakers that were, you know, the big one, the small one, and I got like the medium-sized one. And, uh, I mean, they were really good speakers and I'm kind of kicking myself for having ever given them away, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted, I, I wanted new speakers. <laughs> I wanted new ones, so I just, you know. But, uh, do you still have anything that you started out with? Like, have you kept things that you know you used before? Ah, oh, geez. I mean, the closest thing that I have to that is uh, the, my acoustic guitar, which yeah. I I bought 
I think in 1995. Uh, it's a Martin D15. That model had just come out, and I wanted to upgrade to like a, a more, a, a better, a better guitar than what I had. And so I had saved up a bunch of money and I went and got that guitar. And so now it's, I've had it for 25 years, which is as close as I can get. I mean, I have clothes that are, that are 20 plus years old, (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, I, I run through tech so fast. Yeah. And, and yeah, these days days I'm, I'm on a mission to be like, you know what? I'm instead of trying to, instead of trying all of the cheap stuff, you know, like for my own personal use, I want to try and get as much stuff that would be like the end of the line purchase hmm. and then try and convince myself that I don't have to buy anything else. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> a, a good way to approach it. I'm a little different, but I like it. I, I'm feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, I still have like, Juan and I have talked about microphones before. I have SM57s that I've carried around with me for probably 20 or 30 years. Yeah, and it's funny because he, he said audio lasts forever. And then he makes a comment down here that, yeah, he said he's got original ice. He bought used. He bought them used yeah. 20 years ago and still still work. And then they never die. And I'd even make the argument that some of those, it's like, you know, like I have a refrigerator. I bought a brand new one. It's in the it's in my kitchen. It broke. It was a Samsung within like a year. And right. then I have an old Whirlpool. Like it's literally 25 years old. And it, it was white. It's kind of now not. It's garage dirt. It's garage dirt color. Yeah. And it's still 25 years ago when that when that refrigerator in my kitchen croaked i moved all it into the whirlpool in the garage which still works like a champ because I mean, my parents got a mixer that's got to be at least 35 40 years old i mean you can first of all it weighs a billion pounds you can probably beat somebody to death with it but it never breaks now yeah. you know i remember the days and so does jason of repair shops you had a tv that would break you take it to a repairman he'd come out to your house they would repair appliances now it's just disposable this you know yeah. it doesn't work yeah. and and they're engineered to not last 25 years or engineered to last five or six. Yeah. We yeah, have all about the money. Maytag is a is an Iowa company. Okay. Yeah. And you know, Maytag with their washing machines and stuff, they there used to be the commercials on TV where the Maytag guy was always just like <laughs> hanging bored. around because the Sweet. Maytag washers <laughs> never broke, so he didn't have any work to do. And now I I think there's still some pockets where you can get that kind of quality. But for the most part, a lot of stuff is just made in in mass quantities for as little as possible at different price points so that mm-hmm. so that you can so that you can just sell as many as possible. But yeah, I've had the same thing with washing machines and that kind of stuff where you know buy a new one and you think, oh, this will last five or ten years, and then two or three years in it dies. Right. And it, and the problem is like whether it's the motor that that went or whatever, getting somebody out to your house and paying them to repair it would be as much as going and getting another washing machine, mm-hmm. you know, or at yeah. least within re- – I mean, the it's sort of like an insurance. You know, if, if, if your car is, is damaged past the, uh, past the actual worth of the car, then it's, it's totaled and you go get another car. You know, right. so so it's kind of the same thing with a lot of a lot of electronics these days. I, I've used I, I went through this period where I was like super into old speakers and and old like stereo amplifiers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had the stereo amplifier from a company. Um, I'm going to forget their name right now, but it was it was a company that sort of split off from Pioneer and they made super high quality stuff. And this thing was made 
it was as old as me. It was I'm 48 years old. This thing was like 40 plus years old. It weighed 40 pounds, <laughs> and it was just amazing. It was just amazing, like the 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 design, the build quality, the all of it. And then you go into Best Buy and you look at like the the Sony like surround sound stuff. Even the good stuff is still made out of plastic. Yeah, you know. So it it's a yeah. it's a different time. Bruce asked you, is it called Onkyo? Because I have an Onkyo receiver. It's a seven-channel receiver downstairs, and it's got to be 25 years old, and it works perfectly. I, I've got channel speakers in the whole nine yards, and so that it was an Onkyo. I don't know if that was the brand you were thinking of. I don't uh, think this this um, it's audio something, and they never. I don't think they made it out of the 70s or the early 80s. Okay, like they they really had oh, like oh, focused. Um, <laughs> and I'll I'll remember it like as soon as we're done with this, I'll remember the name, but. Right, right now I can't. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Ankyo. I used to. I I bought a bunch of Ankyo stuff. Good stuff uh, back in the day, and it was really good stuff. But you know what? Like now, Ankyo, Denon, Yamaha, like yeah. all of those companies are owned by the same company. Right. So like it doesn't. Sony's <laughs> Yamaha might be on its own still. Sony's still on its own. But a lot of those names that we used to talk about is like, oh, this is really good versus this, this, and this. They're all owned by the same company now. Right. Pioneer is owned by the same company that owns Denon and Onkyo and 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 the whole deal. So yeah. it's kind of a lot these days. A lot is owned by one thing, isn't it? Yeah. Conglomeration. Yeah. It happens. I mean, I mean, Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> they own yeah. Everything. So yeah. We're right about that time. So, uh, Jason, so how can, so I, I'm, I'm sure almost everybody in our chat is already knows you is well aware of you has probably followed your subbed you, but in case there are people out there, I want to try to drive some, some folks in case if I can get one or two, I realize in the grand scheme of 130,000 people, I may only drive a couple, but if, how, how can people reach you Twitter and all that kind of stuff you want to make a plug, this would be a great time. If you want to let people know how to get a hold of you and listen to your content. Yeah, I mean the main place is of course YouTube, and if you go to YouTube and you search for painfully honest tech, uh, that's I'll I'll be the guy that comes up. Um, Twitter, also like my Twitter handle name is painfully honest tech, but it's Jason T Lewis PhT is the actual like Twitter handle. Okay. Um, and then I'm I'm on Twitch painfully honest tech, uh, Instagram painfully honest tech. You know, so basically if you if you search for painfully honest tech anywhere, cool. You'll you'll find me. Good deal. So, well, that's that's the point. We want to make sure we're easily findable. And luckily, it seems like you have a pretty good. Like I know for TK, unfortunately, he's got TK Bay, but he's got like TK DL eight four. He's got something else that didn't really line up. So it's it's mm. good to see that painfully honest tech will probably drive it's it unified. Like, it's right. Apple time. Yeah, he's the Apple of of. He's got it all lined out. So it's pretty cool. It's funny because when, like I said, when I started my channel, it was, I just started it and I, I just named it this nickname that some guys from grad school used to always call me the JTL. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you how that, I never, I apologize. I was going to ask you where that came from because I always thought it was interesting. It's always somebody else saying it. it's always a nickname or somebody else offhand saying you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. That was, that was my, like a nickname that I got in grad school. So I just, I just used that when I started the YouTube channel. And so I changed to painfully honest tech two or three years into actually like doing this mm -hmm. mainly because I, the more I got into YouTube, it was kind of like, well, obviously nobody's going to look at the JTL and know how to pronounce it, let alone <laughs> know that it's like tech related. Right. 
So I might as well go with something. Um, and I think I had already like said that I was painfully honest in my reviews or something. I had some kind of banter about it. So I just went with that, which was kind of nerve wracking, like to change, to change the name in midstream, but it, it ended up working out pretty well. But now mm. these days, <laughs> these days, I wonder these days, people are like, <laughs> it's like, you know, you're not painfully honest. You're not, eh, yeah, you know how it is. Oh well, yeah. Anything you can't. We, can't the expect. internet's. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I just I I saw the the tech chap tweeted out about reviewing that Sony phone mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how the Xperia users were some of the some of the testiest, most yeah. uh, most. I guess he was getting a lot of yeah, lot of zen, almost huh? a- almost acrimonious <laughs> like this like round one fight. It's like they're ready to come to blows yeah. like immediately. Well, I watched that video. I watched his review on. Yeah. And so he, he just tweeted that and I, I responded to him. I was just like, man, this is like every day. Right. <laughs> I, after a while, you just kind of, you're kind of like, okay, it's going to happen. Whatever. I, I was actually kind of surprised by the, the negativity that came with the V60 video that I did last week. Cause I, yeah, me too. I, I don't get that though. I was reading all. comments. I'm like, bam, bam. Yeah. Cause you saw the, the <laughs> likes versus dislikes, but then you see yeah. the comments. You're like, whoa, okay. This is, yeah, this is kind of like yikes. Okay, I, yeah. it didn't it didn't line with the the likes and the dislikes. It was weird. I think part of the problem was you know I, I you want to make thumbnails and titles that are going to catch people's attention. Call it clickbait if you want, but whatever. Um, and I went through a period where I I tried going away from Apple and using PC, mm. and then I try you know so I was back and forth like using iPhones, not using iPhones being mad at Apple, not being mad at Apple. And that was the thing, like in the early days when my channel was starting to grow. So there were all these people out there who were kind of, who were just kind of like, that's when they saw my channel and they're like, Oh, this guy flip flops all over the place. You know, he'll say he's back on the iPhone next week or whatever. And it's like in the video, I say, you know, I carry around this phone and an iPhone. Usually I switch back to an iPhone right now. I'm not switching back because I like this phone. And uh, so I was. It had just been a while since I got like that neg- that layer of negativity. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty intense. I was like, God, man. I mean, it's like, and and here's yeah. the thing. And I if enjoyed he goes, the video. If he goes back and forth. <laughs> so what? I mean, so you. I understand that you may not be in that line, right? You're an Apple person or an Android person, but yeah, whatever. It's, it's just because sad. you don't like what they like. That's like, you know, that's, that's, that's what like, happens. Right. Thick and thin I, of it, really, isn't it? Yeah, I'll say I'll say like what can be construed as negative, at least things about both sides. Mm-hmm. And so I'll get one group mad at me, but another group's liking me, and and sometimes that becomes challenging with the channel because they th- they want you to be an Android guy or a, mm-hmm. an Apple guy. Like, it, it makes sense, you know. They a lot of people want to come and watch videos about the products they like to con- like just as sort of a confirmation bias thing so that they feel good about the purchase in the world that they're they're living in. And so if you're if you're not doing that then then it's like, you know, world shaking to some people. <laughs> yeah. So well, these people that there's channels out there for these people. Yeah. There's pe- there's there's channels out there that sh- like you know, they shill for yeah. one specific go there. Anybody who's been around long enough watching your videos knows that it's backwards and forwards. It's always going to be. It always has been. It's sort of, yeah, that's what it is. If you don't like it, sort of, 
And I, I just always don't comment. <laughs> one thing that I, I kind of got frustrated with in a lot of tech reviews, and it's gotten better over the over the last few years. But a lot of tech reviews always seem to be a bit like very surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's one thing I always loved about Juan's uh, reviews was that he got so deep into the audio and the and the photos and 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 just really covered phones so mm-hmm. so well. Uh, that's yeah. why I became a big fan of his channel. But a lot of times you'd see a tech channel where they'd lightly run over the specs and maybe they'd have something sort of negative, but y- you didn't get any real personal opinion. Mm-hmm. And really that's like what's going to help you cho- help you make a choice for, to me. So I was one, I was wanted to talk about like, here's my personal experience with this piece of tech and you know, it's either a positive experience with a little bit of good, with a little bit of bad, or it's a negative experience with a little bit of good. But it's my experience, and I think that's what makes that's that's where people get a little confused. Is they're like, well, you can't like all these things or dislike all these things. It's like, well, I you know, I can I can use this phone and say one thing about it. I can hmm. use this phone and say something else. I can say hmm. I'm going to use that phone, but it doesn't mean that I've repudiated it. I've repudiated every phone that I've ever used. Right. <laughs> You know, so, so it's just, it's, it's a weird dynamic, but I don't know. I, I mean, it comes with the territory. You can't really be, mm. I can't, you can't be too upset about it. I, it's hard to deal with at first. And then even, even, even this recent video, you know, I was seeing the negative comments and I was like, oh my gosh, should I change something? And I was, but yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's also the video that's like doing the best for me right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, like so, I said, yeah, I, I, I all I can tell is I can, I can speak for myself and I'm sure and like anybody else in the chat, like Juan's made a comment that we, you know, I, you find people that you can really kind of latch onto and really kind of like their content and know if, if, although I may not always see it the same way, or I may not see it a hundred percent the way, the fact that I know that it's coming from a good place and yeah, you can, you can label it whatever you want, but Jason, you, you put it out there and you're always honest about it and you're always straightforward. And the fact that because you have a tendency to show both sides, you're opening yourself up there and you could really, you could kind of take the path of least resistance and insulate from those comments mm. and kind of play a safety play and kind of just be that guy. And it, it takes a lot of courage to kind of stay on top of that and realize that you're going to get shade and it's tough. I mean, I'd, I'd be hard reading comments like that. I can't imagine reading negative after comment and you probably question it. So I yeah. appreciate it for me. The fact that, and that's why I'd love having you come on. It's an honor for you to be on the show and coming to talk to us today, um, because oh, I've been sure. I've been a huge fan of yours for years now, and I, I really do appreciate mm-hmm. um, the chance to even talk to you face to face, and much less you coming on our show. It's really it's really awesome. Thanks, guys. I, it's it's been fun. Like I I, I love talking about this stuff, and I, I really enjoyed talking to you guys. This is, it's a great like the, the chat's been super active. It's been cool. Yeah, we have a great. I mean, we don't have many people, but like I said, we try to keep it. Yeah, we, um, we have we have. Uh, community yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's a community that people that care that and they yeah. have different views and Everyone different cares about this stuff and yeah. also and we care about this but we also care about having honest dialogue mm. and realizing that we don't always align but keeping it civil and, keeping, and qvc obviously. and qvc <laughs> so so I, again and you're, you're welcome to come at any time i'd like to you know touch base with you in sometime in the future and I'm, again we'll continue to follow your channel and really look forward to your content and i'm looking forward to get my g8x back because watching your v60 video makes me kind of wish i had my g8x back but that's okay i have a pixel 4 so i, I can't really 
I'm not really yeah. doing too bad for that. So please, it'll if be you on have... its way back to you next week, and it will not take two and a half months to get to you like it did to get to me. So yeah, well, that's Nero's Postal Service for you. So like I said, Jason, <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on, and you're always welcome to come on, and and hopefully, you know, maybe we can revisit this again sometime in the future. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate yeah, your absolutely. time. Absolutely, I appreciate it, guys. It's been fun. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us. Matt, anything you want to uh, talk about? No. We're good? All right. Well, for that, um, Jason and Matt and Sam, have a good day. Oh, Please stay. Oh, shop at Extreme Skins. We'll just say that. Yeah, shop at Extreme Skins. We'll we'll have to get back to that. So we, we, we yeah, don't we're, we're st- apologize to the channel sponsor. So, but uh, <laughs> we will uh, we appreciate your time. And like I said, please be safe out there. Please uh, take care of yourselves. And we'll see you all next Sunday. And Jason, again, thank you, sir, for your time. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much.